Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. did he do to this thing it won't it won't it won't bend it won't bend at the arm hello everybody happy thursday to you it's kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush justin kalen and in the house today Corey price because it's a thursday january 11th 2024 one 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 two four we were saying 13 years ago, I bet we were all getting pretty wild on one 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 day. Welcome in, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday morning. It's going to get a little warmer today, which is exciting. So if you're excited about being able to maybe get out of the house, take the dog for a walk, or do whatever you want to do, uh, it's going to be nearly be 50 degrees today, which is exciting. Yeah, and it was very cold yesterday. Very cold. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm, I'm usually one of those... I've uh, I've transitioned into like oh I'll just wear a vest. Who needs a coat? Like the vest, I, I'm not gonna be outside that much. Yesterday was the one day where I was like, oh, it is, it's it's cold, and I was preparing for the cold today. It was surprised not to get it. So a pleasant surprise. We've been full of surprises lately, Corey Price. Yeah, it's uh, not. Uh, I think as Sunday Monday, it's supposed to be like like Arctic type. Yeah, cold. it's gonna get it's gonna get real bad. Yeah. The mild the mild winters we'd had, we'd probably had like three to like three in a row. Zero winters. snow last year. Uh, yeah, crazy. Well, we got some snow last year. Well, tell that to Bill Mack. I mean, I got pictures of snow on the ground. Mm. Got some snow. It snowed mm. on snowed on Christmas. So in twenty twenty three? Yes. No, twenty twenty two. Aha! But twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three snowed. Oh. Yeah, it was very well. That's the thing. It was very cold. Uh, that That's week true. before Christmas, That's and it true. snowed quite a bit. And yep. then we didn't get anything else after that. You did get me there. Aha. Got him. Got him. Um, Scoots, well, ha- how, how have you? What have you gotten got? Huh? Was that English? What? Nope, it was not. I was just trying to say, hey, Scoots, how's it going? I- I'm good. I got plenty of sleep last night, so I'm nice and refreshed today, ready to talk some sports. Although, the week I've had, I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm almost reaching my limit of sports talk, and I got two more days. Oh, Scoots, you do, buddy, you should be in sports talk paradise because there is more sports happening right now 
I mean, it's 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 the most off season radio ever. It's just they they've never waited on the table like this before. Probably yeah. Breaking news: Patriots are moving on from Bill Belichick after twenty four seasons, six Super Bowls. It's all over. Good job, Roush. We called that. Bill Belichick, New England. They're breaking up. I mean, what? And that is, in the last 24 hours, easily the biggest coaching news I can think of. <laughs> but, I mean, Mike Vrabel, that seemed like uh, two weeks ago. And that was uh, one of those moves where you're like, wait, why are the Titans getting rid of this guy? This, Like, almost every team out there that's looking for a coach would happily trade for a coach. So, why, why, why are you doing this, Titans? It doesn't make any sense. Well, then you have a similar parting ways sentiment from Pete Carroll, but it's not news long enough for anyone to care because Nick Saban retires after 17 seasons at Alabama. So Saban, Belichick, Carroll in a 24-hour span. Crazy. Absolute crazy. Did you know, Corey, too, that uh, Saban once replaced Carroll on the Ohio State coaching staff? I did not know. Yeah, back in 1980 – Great uh, trivia. Nick Saban became the Ohio State secondaries coach, replacing Carroll, who left to be the defensive coordinator at NC State. Wow. Yeah. It is a small small world. You know? Yeah. Did you know Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy? Oh, mm-hmm. really? And Kennedy, Kennedy. Kennedy, he was assassinated. <laughs> How many secretaries do you think they had back then? Uh, in 1861? Probably not many. In now, probably now, probably several. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy had I've to have seen v. seven. They have a room. They're full of secretaries. Yeah. I've, I've seen it all before. Well, if it's on TV, so it must be true. It was an absolutely wild Wednesday in the sports world, and Thursday's off to a hot start with the Belichick news. And that's just from like the non-sports related. It led into one of the craziest nights of regular season college basketball that you've probably had in a, in a good bit, if not maybe ever. I think for the first time ever, Four of the top five teams in the AP top five in a two-day span went down. Kansas last night lost to UCF, Tennessee, number five in the country. They were getting blown out at Mississippi State. Did make that game respectable. UK, I'll just remember, let's put this feather in our cap when the Cats play the Bulldogs. Press Mississippi State. I don't think that team had ever seen a press before. That's how Tennessee, <laughs> that's how Tennessee got back in that game. Oklahoma, number nine in the country. They lost at TCU. Marquette, probably with the worst loss of the night, and this is saying a lot of teams and then, lost. And Miami lost to Louisville, so, you know. They lost at home to Butler to drop to 2-3 two to three, two and three in the Big East, Marquette yeah. did. Memphis needed overtime to beat UTSA, a UTSA roadrunner team with me, a me. losing record. And then Virginia Tech, another or Clemson, another ranked team, although they're overrated. They lost on the road to Virginia Tech. And this is coming off a pretty wild Tuesday in college hoops where Purdue lost, Houston lost, Kentucky won. No big deal. I guess UConn hang on, hung on. They hung they, on. They, they ended up pulling away. It would have been bit. real fun if they would have lost to Xavier. It was one of those things too that people were tweeting it, and as soon as it, I think everybody started paying attention, UConn turned it on and scored a bunch of points. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Tolu Smith for delivering a big play because that he's 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 their guy at Mississippi State, and when they, I mean, I've never seen a collapse. Quite like I mean, I, th- it was, it was one of those like, please Mississippi State, like you you can't let Tennessee off the hook like this. Please don't do this. And Tolu Smith, he delivered the and one in a tie ball game there down the stretch. Um, that was whew. I, I I thought the Vols were going to get off the hook. Um, 
And and hey, who would have thought this, TJ? But a Rick Barnes team not good at scoring points. I think Ziggler and Connect had fifty-seven of their. Or it was they had all but twenty of their points. So I think they had sixty-seven points total. The Vols did or, seventy-two. Seventy-two. So they had fifty-two of their points. That is, they had fifty-four. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the old Jody Meeks. Yeah. They, they can't score. They did they're, score. They're t- they they suck it off. They did score fifty points in the second half, which is pretty impressive. And but it was all, the but only twenty-two layups. Exactly. And, right. They were able to get Best a lot of turnovers. Vescovy ripping away and going. Yeah. But if you want Kentucky to win the SEC regular season, which why in the world would you not? That's nice to see Tennessee lose. We'll want Auburn to lose as many games as possible. Tennessee Auburn. Uh, they'll probably be UK's biggest competition at the top of the standings. Florida did not hit eight first half threes against Ole Miss yesterday. Uh, they had only hit, I think, maybe two or maybe three. They finished with five in the game, and they got blown out in Oxford to an Ole Miss team that bounced back real nice after getting blown out in Knoxville. So SEC is going to be crazy this year. We'll talk more hoops as the show goes on. Nick Saban retiring. Now Kentucky has the longest tenured head coaches in both sports, basketball and football. If you would have told me that when Mark Stoops was hired, that like, hey, buddy, you know, in 11 years, Mark Stoops is going to be, he'll still be at Kentucky and every other coach is going to change and maybe even change multiple times. I wouldn't have believed you. I, I would just not have believed you. I don't think anybody would have believed that. But that's the reality we live in here on this Thursday morning. Corey Price, your reaction when you found out Nick Saban retired. This may be... For some people, it will be for me. It'll be like, oh, I remember where I was when I found out Nick Saban oh, retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was walking the dog, and Rutherford came on, and he was like, uh, Nick Saban retired? So, way Ooh, to go, Mike Rutherford. You'll forever live in my memories, Turning on Feinbaum, and like it was, they were getting ready to go to a break, and you could tell they were talking in his ear and telling him, and he's like, oh, oh, we'll, we'll be right back. And then they had they got all their stuff together and brought Chris Lowe in and stuff. But I, I didn't watch it, but I can I, I imagine how crazy that show was. Um, I, I, I felt kind of expected to me, honestly. Um, Whoa! This Allen season felt kind of different. Uh, this wasn't a typical Bama team with like a whole bunch of like uber talent. Um, I know. I, I think they definitely um, overachieved to even get to the playoffs. I, guess, I don't. He, he is old or older. So. Yeah. Yeah. All that can be true, and they still probably should have beaten Michigan, and right. I think they beat Washington I mean, if they're in the national championship f- game. All that can be true, and point being, like they were really close to still winning the title in a year that Saban probably felt like, yeah, this I'm not, this isn't up to my snuff. You know, right. this isn't my standards of the football. And you're right. I mean, it's still like an incredibly super talented team, but it didn't have like the college the best of the best college player. I mean, it was more spread out than it has been in previous years. And it's maybe been that way for a little bit with Georgia's run there, although they did beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I was surprised by it just because I do. I thought we were going to get, and maybe I'm dumb to think this, but I, I thought we were going to get not necessarily like Saban promoting a farewell tour, but maybe Alabama just being like, this guy has meant so much to college football. He's informed us that this is going to be his last year. We'll put it on for him. And I, and he would have deserved it. He would have deserved just going on the road and having you know fans do the old Coach K stuff. But he did not. He he went out uh, a much different way than a Coach K did, and just surprisingly, boring old Wednesday releases that <laughs> that news and and the beat goes on. But the ripple effect this will have on college football, I don't think, can be overstated. Yeah, yeah, and I did love to because. Essentially, Feinbaum turned into uh, getting a bunch of reporters on and talking about it, and 
you know, well, I, I, you know, I kind of thought when he said this on the McAfee show, I, I kind of, it's like, no, no, no. Everybody was talking about it, but like, you didn't really, you didn't really say the, my favorite part though, of the saving speculation that this year he was going to retire, which is that he was smiling more at press conferences to the point that, uh, AL.com did a smile counter. Somebody went through his press conferences and counted, like they tabulated the second smiled in press conferences and correlated it to winning seasons. Uh, it, it was just a bunch of like he watched a ton of press conferences and wow. there was non conclusive evidence. I, I like that for like a star football coach, that's a thing. But if you did that with just like a regular coworker, you'd be like, he's got to go see somebody. Like he, he's really like he's really in a bad way. I haven't seen him smile in months. You know, yeah, but with Nick yeah. Saban, it's like he's smiling more. Wow! Um, All right. I, I, there was just so uh, it's it. It's one of those great stories too, where you just need to be on the internet and like scrolling to, because you just get so much great content. Like one person saying, uh, Saban was so relatable because he loved college football so much and also hated college football so much. Like there was, and that's that's very relatable to a lot of people, right? Like the misery that it puts you through and also the joy that it brings you. Um, you had people putting little Debbie cakes and Coca Colas at his statue oh in gosh. Alabama. That was so embarrassing. Like it was, uh, he didn't die. Yeah, exactly. It was like a memorial. But I did love that they were starting anyone but Dabo chance, which great. Love it. So smart. funny. Yeah, very smart. And then I saw a Dabo butt slapper who was like, they would be lucky to have Dabo. It's like, dude, Dabo's 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 on the way down, buddy. Like he Yeah, he's not able to conquer the ACC when it's the worst of its worst right now. Yeah, like, the the picture of the statue of Saban that someone brought a a get well soon balloon, which I thought was a little. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering why that was there too. I you mean, know, besides him just being seventy-two, like you, you they know. didn't have a happy retirement balloon at the store. Like you, you couldn't, <laughs> no, you couldn't. He'd go get well soon. I mean, this uh, guy was making eleven million year a year, and that's not even his endorsements. Probably maybe closer. Or to he like owns like nine to Mercedes twenty millions a year dealerships too. Uh, guys, he'll he'll be all right. I know everybody's <laughs> appreciative for everything he did for Alabama, and understandably so. But you don't need to go light candles at the statue. The, well, he'll uh, he'll still do commercials with Dion. I hope no, he's on. Yeah. Like I hope he's on coverage, the, the, uh, like post pregame shows, stuff like that. They've, they've already to. discussed him being on game day. Like front office sports had that, where it was like he's probably going to be on game day. Every so often, I guess, like you know, as Cal will do the Cal show and Stoops has the Soup show. I guess he has the Saban show, and sometimes they do a film breakdown on it. When he would talk football, it was fun to watch. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just like you knew it was Nick Saban, so you just wanted to listen more. But he'd right. say things like, "All right, you know, so we're going this route here." And then if we're sending that guy there, he talked to the the host and be like, "So what do you think the safety has to do?" And the safety would be like, "Oh, well, if he goes with him, he'll be open. And if he goes, and safety would be like, exactly. So like he talked people through it like it was just you know second grade English. And I always appreciate appreciated that about so, Saban. Uh, so I, I hope he gets into TV. He's obviously a football genius. During the Saban show, they actually have a media member as a guest every week. Okay, so that's like. They the media member isn't asking him the question. Saban gets to ask the media member the question. That's questions. awesome. Well, Which good like for Alabama imagine to do that. getting on like having old Roush on the Stoop show and having Stoops kind of like pepper me like oh how the turntables now right like that so that's kind of how they operated down there. I would turn the table on Stoops and be like all right so you got to call a timeout here because you want to force them to punt. It's college football. Weird things can happen. You got Barry on Brown maybe returning the punt and Stoop. I would put Stoops in the. Oh yeah, you yeah. heard it here first. Got him. Just kidding. But seriously, timeout management uh, should be improved. I, I'm offended. I failed a uh, second grade English. English. So yeah. Well, it was tough. I'll give you it that. Was very tough. You're here now. 
So yeah, you made it. You made it. Home you're, is where you're you on, make it. You're in the Big X Studios, January 11th on uh, the best radio show on the planet. So you tell your second grade English teacher, how about a big old healthy? Well, I does we love read. Our teachers. I does read good. <laughs> you does read good. Um, that the same could be said for the folks at Auburn. Love that they rolled Tumor's Corner. I love that, that too. Good yeah, for you, Auburn. You, you should. Big, yeah. Like one of the biggest wins for Auburn in years. You you Hugh Freeze now has a chance to be successful. He, you can't – Auburn can't be successful if Alabama and Georgia are also – like only two of those three schools can be good at once. Like now, now you actually have a chance. Uh, I mean, Louisville fans like, oh, the obsession, blah, blah, blah. No, like that's a rivalry. It's good. We had – You uh, both uh, fans, when Cal retires, they're going to sharpen their line beards and pull out some Crown Royal. Oh, they yeah. absolutely Same thing will. with they're, Patino they're, they're famous we, we got, got fired. Like we had ourselves a day. That was – Yep. No, I missed I missed Patino. Which I know you saw the the joke, right? It's one of the best jokes on the internet that I don't. I don't what know. was I don't know if I did see it. Oh, I saw it. Well, I was rolling. Well, um, you know, people were setting up Coca Cola and oh yeah, uh, I did see that yeah. oatmeal cream pies uh, for Nick Saban. <laughs> Said yeah, well, Rick Patino also went out with Coke and cream pies. <laughs> you get it, Scoots? I get it. Okay. I got it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I failed English, but I'm pretty sure I got that one. Okay, good, good, <laughs> good. good. Do, do, we we can we can have um um Just, what's, what's, it's not an obituary. What's what, there's like a there's a fun word we could use in retrospect in memoriam. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be appropriate either. Corey Price, you get a haircut. I did. Looks great. Yeah, it was getting long. I mean, it's not best to have short hair when it's freezing cold, but you know it's getting long. How so. how often you, do you get a haircut? Tell your barber uh, I want the scoots. Yeah. <laughs> Give me uh, the scoots. Uh, probably three times a year. That's Man, it. I just yeah, can't. I can't it. even fathom that. How often do you get a uh, a cut? Every six days. <laughs> six days. <laughs> Seven days. My hair. Well, because you went. Because it was very like it was. It was very long, and I was right. like, I. And then to see, it's just so stark. Yeah. It's just stark difference. Wait till it gets really long and get it really short and do it all. Just run it back. Yeah. That's a wild concept. I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> we, shampoo weird we got an update that our hairstylist has upped her fees in 2024 Ooh, how um, much ten dollars inflation telling you from what so, we're, we're getting closer I'm, I'm not gonna pay this much money for haircuts. I, I really like this person like she's awesome she'll throw in like a little shoulder massage at the end which is always you know like it's a nice touch does your wife barber. know <laughs> no Corey, <laughs> stop what if you tell her to keep the massage but can, I, we, I, can we pay 2023 price? And my stylist wouldn't be into me. I'm not not her type. But she did say I'd have the strongest shoulder she's ever touched. Uh, like she's like, is this a mountain? What the hell is? What am I touching here? Wow, uh, hair is- salon. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't get much more expensive. Otherwise, I'm going to have to drop out. Uh, so, do we ever see another dynasty like Nick Saban right, in the qu- SEC? Quick that's, question that, though. That's the rate. That's the that's the gimmicky radio. Well, what is too much though? For about like five more dollars than what this is is it over is it 50 bucks it's around 50 give or take a oh, couple man. Bucks. Man. i i think but like, you gotta like i only get i'm with Corey. i'll probably only get three or four haircuts a year too so, so it's a little different it yeah. is it, it is too much for a haircut there's no i mean and, and like how good can anybody make my hair not very yeah, not very not very but i like her she's nice i also i don't want to i don't know i'll one more price bump i may be out Okay. All right. Good to know. My bigger question is: Is Saban the greatest coach ever? 
Not he. I in my mind, he's no doubt college football. There's not a, the current climate. I mean, he went to eight of ten college football playoffs, and the playoff is brand new, right? Like you were talking about adjusting to the times. They were dominant with the BCS and just rolled it right into the playoff. Corey Price, who was the first ever ranked number one team in the college football playoff rankings? Oh boy, that was 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, love this trivia fact. It's a great one. Scoots. Uh, the fact that you asked means it probably wasn't Bama. Well, maybe it is. Maybe Very topical in the news. Uh, Nick Scoots, Saban, do you know? Sure heard. He retired. <laughs> He's out. I don't think I do know. I, I, I have a guess. Uh, What's your guess, Scoots? I would go Man. with Ohio State. Nope. No, it wasn't Ohio State because I think they got in late in the yep. playoff. Uh, I'll say Bama, but I feel like it's wrong. It's not. It's an SEC West team. It is. But not Bama. Uh, and uh, they were – oh, man, that was a fun year. Uh, they were number one at Kroger Field that year, Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah. But you wouldn't know about Dak. Oh, Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dakota Prescott and the Mississippi State <laughs> yeah. Bulldogs were the first team ranked number one in the college football playoff Man. rankings. And it's all been downhill in Starkville uh, ever since. Yeah, they I, even I, ever got in? No, right? No. I think they lost That's to Alabama the next said. week. They were 8-0, no, maybe? They were good that year. Yeah, they were like, good. I mean, they were legitimate top five They team. probably – I think they finished 10-2, you know, so pretty good. Um, but I, if you just look at – dominant eras i mean you have to any of saban you can only compare saban to people that coached when it was black and white tv so Corey price's favorite time to give trivia right bingo like your your red arbacks of the world Ole miss probably kept mississippi state out of the college football playoff in the egg bowl that year yeah man that's wild yeah hell of an egg bowl a lot of eggs we almost had a chance we were down seven and tried an onside and they returned it for a touchdown oh yeah that was the year before no, that was 2013. They were all Kentucky was off sides. They tried the little trick. Yeah, 2014. Oh, he, at yeah. Kroger Field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we were gotcha. down. We were down seven. You're right. On side. That was the, like the tolls Dak battle. And I remember Dan Wolken was like, "You're going to see these guys under center in the NFL on Sundays." Uh, Dan Wolken was wrong. What One of them, and the Packers are coming for you, Dak. We're going to do what the 2014 Wildcats couldn't do. You bet your buns. I'm. I'm getting. I'm. I knew this was going to happen as the week went on. I'm like getting very excited about that game. Don't think we're going to win, but if we do, I will be obnoxious. Do you think you could ask your stylist to make it uh, cheaper if she stops the compliments about your shoulders? Uh, like that's a, a built-in fee. It's a good question. <laughs> like, can I save seven dollars if you don't butter me up so much? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I'm a penny pincher. I'm totally. We've we've got our Dave Ramsey. We came into the studio this morning. And we were left with a treat of God Loves You book by Dr. David Jeremiah, which is nice. And then we were left with four Dave Ramsey's The Total Money Makeover, a proven plan for financial fitness. So my thing is... I just need to worry about regular fitness before I can get into my financial fitness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Roush needs a total hair. Corey's coming after Roush today. <laughs> Hey, Dave Ramsey I doesn't chose need violence. <laughs> like Cat Williams, I chose violence. Sorry, guys. All right, R- Rutherford did a hit on ACC Network last night. That's why I was, was going to say. I bet the books were stacked yeah. up for like a TV. It's what he put his computer on. Yeah. Oh, and he uh, knowing Mike Rutherford, like let somebody else put these well, back. Thanks. I I don't need to put these back. I'm Mike Rutherford. I'll let somebody else put them back. I'm glad you didn't take offense. Spears came He's in the bored. other day after. 
after a same similar situation and that God Loves You book was on top, Spears just points at him, looks at me, he goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Rutherford also wanted everybody to know that he was reading a book at one uh, seventeen in the morning. Otherwise, why tweet it out? You know, got to let everybody know I'm a reader. Even in the middle of the night, I like to read books. But I don't like to put them away in studios and I'll let the other morning guys have to deal with my trash. We've got radio drama in the studio. That's for dang sure. And we're going to have some trivia in the studio. Can we take a break, Corey, before we do yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, trivia Thursday, and then, yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed show today. We'll do our best on the Thornton's text line. I'm going to tell you about Thornton's when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Pro Radio. Oh, play me some mountain music like Grandma and Grandpa used to play. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That is homeboys. They shall serve no fries for their time. Scoots did confirm that Mike Rutherford just messed up everything in the studio. He just ruined it. It is like borderline wild to just be like, I'm going to mess, I'm going to move all the microphone, I'm going to do all this, and then, you know, he'll figure it out. Wait, you all didn't move all those mics around? No. So you didn't you didn't know you were using a different mic than normal? I knew the setup was different this morning, but I thought you have maybe just set it up because everything was so, like, kind of distinguished. Like, that was over there, that was over there. You know, normally it's kind of crossed in the middle, but. Now it all makes sense. Just Mike Mike Rutherford's world. We're all just living in it. Yep. His mess will pick it up. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Corey Price in the house for Trivia Thursday. Make Speaking sure- of Rutherford, we have a fun story with him a little bit later. We've got to play some audio. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, it, it does stink that like today is maybe yeah, one of the right. most newsworthy sports days in the. Right. I mean, certainly in 2024 up to this point, but I, this one's going to stand pretty strong near the top, I would imagine for for the remainder of the year. You don't get Belichick news, Saban retire. You don't get all these coaches doing that uh, mm. all that frequently. Ooh, so. we got a press conference with Belichick and Kraft, so that's different, right? Like, I guess that's going to make it to where it's definitely a quote unquote parting of ways. Which, by the way. Have you seen the trailer for the Apple TV doc on the Patriots? It looks mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. They've got everybody talking. It's not just like Tom Brady or it's not – they've got them all. They're talking it, about like all of the bad stuff too. Deflate, like Deflate Gates featured in it. Aaron Hernandez featured in so it. So you're saying it's going to be good. Yeah. It, it looks like it's going to – it looks like it's going to be an actual documentary and not something produced by an individual's own personal media company. Like Swamp Kings or whatever. Yeah, where it's like, here's the Urban Meyer story. What right? time is that press Cold conference? Byer, Urban Meyer, noon today. You said that it was at the Healing Touch Massage Parlor. Oh no, uh, Four Seasons uh, <laughs> One. What's care. the over under on words spoken by Bill at this at this presser? You remember the Rudy Giuliani uh, thing? Where he was like, we're doing a media opportunity at, like, what was it? It was like Four Seasons or Four something. Seasons, yeah. But he it was the Four Seasons one. Yeah, yeah, so that's what you were saying. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes, my bad. Yeah, I totally yeah, yeah. stepped all over it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, sorry, I'm so, so sorry. So you got the joke. I'm I glad did, you I got did, it. I did get the joke, but I didn't, I was like, I didn't know that that's what you were alluding to, but well It was done. like Juan, Juan and Garden. I can remember Four like Seasons or, like, some other yeah, big yeah. hotel that, man, that was hilarious. And then just the, the zoomed out picture. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the 
That's good. I'm sorry, Corey. Go ahead. That's, oh no, that's, I was going to say, what's the over under on words spoken by by uh, Bill today? We might get a personable Bill today. I bet we do. I yeah. bet we yeah. get a thankful, like grateful Bill. Because I really do think like he that was. Why wouldn't that not have been enjoyable? You won six Super Bowls. Like your name should probably be on the trophy. So, Corey, were you able to get together some Bill Belichick trivia for us? Uh, Very no. quick. It was impressive. He found <laughs> Actually, out the news this morning. Um, he just scratched what he had, and now it's going to be nothing but Bill. Remember, it was it was really popular uh, uh, last month. So I'm bringing back Pearl Harbor trivia. <laughs> uh, actually, it's uh, part part two. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, what what terrible tragedies have happened on January 11th? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we missed January 6th trivia last week. <laughs> we sure did. All right, Corey, what do we have on trivia Thursday? Remember to stop out of Thornton's 89 cents, 32 ounce sodas. If you're a Refresh Rewards member, you will save money at the pump each and every time. I had a lot of driving yesterday, and it always makes you feel good when you see the gas price, and then you know you ain't paying that, and that's the beauty at Thornton's. Check them out today. Trivia Thursday starts now. I wonder what music we have in the background. Well, first off, twenty-five uh, percent off per gallon. Real? Whoa! What? Twenty-five cents off a gallon. We need to do like the always sunny though. and just go fill up gas cans around town and make money <laughs> off this bad boy. Scoots, in the future, can we get uh, the weakest link music in the background? Yeah, you want it today? I can switch it up real quick. Yeah, switch it up real right, quick. Wait. I got you. He can switch it up real quick. Yeah, but we, when we ask him I'm to play not, a song, it's like only asking, for me, guys. Only like, for oh, me. Sorry. I've already got my songs picked out. Maybe next year. <laughs> but when it comes to weakest, weakest links, the best. It's a little dramatic. Makes you nervous. Gonna make you sweat a little bit, which is never an issue for me. Corey Price, sorry. Uh, All right, one more. Th- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> first off, that baseball looks like it's staring at me with that that eye or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's actually a kaleidoscope. It's a hidden camera. What? <laughs> Don't bring that to your hair uh, hair salon. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> this this week, Tim Couch was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Ooh. Much uh, long overdue, in my opinion. So, this is Tim Couch trivia. Yeah. I'm going to be horrible at it, but oh, let's bring it on. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, you were alive for it, though. You, you were alive for it. Any, you let, this is going to just absolutely kill justin if anybody's listening live and you feel like you know tim couch trivia you can take my place in this call in 502-384-1450 if you want if you feel like you know tim couch trivia you were rocking and rolling in the 90s you were in your prime at commonwealth stadium feel free to call in and take my place on tim couch trivia 502-384-1450 we never take callers on this show i did spears yesterday we got a caller (laughs) i was like buzzing you know we oh yeah all right, anyways, in the meantime, I'll, I'll do my best. How many different Kentucky players caught a touchdown pass from Tim Couch? And obviously, this is the I'm obviously a guess. Yeah, um, so two years, you got to figure they used. Well, technically, he did play three years. That's mm-hmm. true, technically. but um, I don't know if he actually threw any touchdowns in that first year. He did get two starts on the road. He did throw one touchdown in 96. Okay, one. okay. Um, so I would say at least they played a lot of wide receivers and a lot of tight ends. I think conservatively you say eight a year, but that's that's probably on the low end. I had eighteen as the number. That that feels like a good number. Well, well, eighteen team effort. It was unlucky thirteen. Mm. Thirteen different players got this. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. That is unlucky. Tight ends not used as much, but they did have James Whalen, which I saw a clip, and it actually was one you hadn't pulled, but uh, BTI had, and it was James Whalen scoring a long touchdown against Louisville. And he did not run like an all-American athlete yeah. should run. It was I was like, how is he moving that fast? Like his, he's not running like a normal person. Uh, 
nevertheless, I digress. Craig East caught the most touchdown passes thrown by Tim Couch at UK with 24. Which Kentucky player caught the second most touchdown passes thrown by Tim Couch at UK? I have a guess that I th- it would be a little off Your the Your guess wall. will be better than my guess. And just so you know, this person caught 11 touchdowns thrown by so Tim Couch. So I think it's actually a running back. I think it might be Anthony White because he was a significant part of the receiving game. And James, man. So time at Kentucky? Gosh, it yep. could be James Whalen, though. Whatever this is, isn't the weakest link music. I hate saying that. Oh, wow. It is confirmed the weakest link music. I mean, it's just not the weakest link music. It's so. the same one you sent me, music composed by Paul Farrer, the one I'm playing. Score, score composed and produced by Paul Farrer. You're doing, Farrer. I'll go James Whalen. This is the gen- I think White has I mean, more You're, you're doing the boring thing. part, whatever it is. James Whalen. I'll speed it. It was Kevin Coleman. He had 11 touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Not the Louisville Kevin Coleman. Different Kevin Coleman. Yeah, different. Which, actually, I didn't know the Kevin Coleman name until you told me he was the guy who Couch missed uh, in the Mississippi – the Ar- was the Arkansas game? Uh, the Arkansas game. Yeah. yeah. Where they yeah. – uh, Tucky was up – or down 27-20. Couch had thrown 67 passes yeah. and uh, threw, overthrew his guy. They were up 20-7 to and, you know – Lost the game. Yeah. Wait, the defense gave up a bunch of points? <clears throat> yep. Shocker. Uh, Tim Couch officially had 74 career passing touchdowns at UK. How many career rushing touchdowns did he have at UK? It's a good question. Ooh, that, that is fun. Because you would assume a sneak here and there, a scramble here and there. He did play the option for two games. I'll go three. I was going to say six. You're both close. He had four. Ah. I didn't think it was many at all. Yeah, he didn't. I wouldn't have been shocked if Corey was like, just one time did he rush it in. Tim Couch's longest passing completion at Kentucky was 97 yards to Craig East at Florida in 1998. What was his longest run while at UK? <laughs> Not a touchdown run, just his longest run. Just Yep. 12 what? yards. Uh, I'm going to say 22 yards. It was closer. It was 31 yards. Whoa. At Vanderbilt in 1997. So the year that he was playing the old... Uh, 96 was when 96 he was... was that, he, okay. he's, he's gotcha a lot. Yeah. But uh, Couch, people forget, uh, also All-State basketball player. Yeah. And did, did Wesley kind of go to Sweet 16 when he was there? Uh, I don't think so, no. Um, not not a lot of team success. Just he was he was balling. Uh, what was Kentucky's largest comeback with Tim Couch at quarterback? Well, who's hmm. a game, what's the game they won? Um, that may have a, been a, a little surprising. A big game on, that they won was LSU, but they actually had LSU on the road, but they actually had a late lead and they were up 14 and blew it in the fourth quarter. Um, actually, it might be Alabama. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, because um, they were down in that game. I know that. Anwar Stewart had the block field goal. Yeah, let's go Alabama. It was September 19th, 1998 against Indiana. Huh. Oh, second Boom. scoots. Yeah, scoots. They trailed by 17 points in the second quarter and won 31-27. Hoosiers choke that away. Antoine Randall L. Jeez. Go Cats. Bunch of losers. <laughs> uh, Tim Couch is one of three UK players to be named a first-team All-American at quarterback. Who were the other two? Oh, yeah, I know one of them. One of them is definitely Babe Perilli. Yes. That's one. Uh, okay. The other one is also before you... You all were born. Sorry. Okay, okay. If it's before we were born, then we can narrow it down to either Rick Norton, who had great passing stats in the 60s when there weren't a lot of them. But I think Archie Manning might have been around at the same time as him. So that – actually, Archie's older than Rick Norton. My, it's probably Rick Norton because B. 
Bill Ransdell wasn't All-American good, and I don't think Derek Ramsey was either. So I, I'm going to say Rick Norton. Rick, Nor- Rick Norton's right. Wake up! Yeah! 1965. Yeah. R- 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 years later. Uh, Tim Couch is one of two UK QBs to have three career completions of at least 75 yards. Who is the other QB to do so? At UK? Yes. Okay. TJ looks thrilled <laughs> thrilled right now. Could have, well, I'm just wondering while we're uh, doing what's in football the, trivia well, in the middle of basketball. But you said Tim Couch got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. He gets a shot. Uh, I, I think we just go with the, the most recent... Um, big, 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 big arm quarterbacks: Andre Woodson and Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo. that would make the most sense, especially Lorenzo. You could see a bone coverage, and yeah. D- Derek Abney goes. Just trying to think if Steven yards. Johnson had any like super long touchdowns. I mean, and that one the, against U of L was seventy-five yards, couple, wasn't it? He had one against U of L, but I don't, I don't know if there were any other like big pops. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's go, Andre Woodson and. Jared Lorenz. Oh, there's there's only one. So which oh. one do you want? I'm taking one. He's taking one. Get off our backs. <laughs> Lorenzen. It it was Jared Lorenzen. And amazingly, all three. I was the one who took Lorenzen. All all three <laughs> were were in the same game. The the 2000 Georgia game. He had three completions at least 75 yards. And they lost. And they lost. <laughs> that's, that's tough. If you were, oh, if, I mean that's that's, that, that's the air raid, right? Yeah. Like that that was that was the life we lived as Kentucky fans in. And that's also, I mean, some of the people who act like Brad White is not making good defense. It's like, man, I watch. I know what bad defense is. I lived through the nineties. Yep. Like that, there's been worse. Tim Couch had at least 300 passing yards in 21 of his 23 games played in 1997 and 1998. Who are the only two opponents to hold him under 300 passing yards? And uh, both were in 1997. Just a hint. Um. Do, uh, the, that, the, the big Florida game, I think, was in 98. So I'm going to say Florida was one of them because um, they were really good. And then maybe Tennessee because the Vols were also really good. That's what I was, I was going to say, those two. Yeah. Same. It was South Carolina and Vanderbilt, actually. Huh. Because his uh, last game at Vanderbilt, he had almost 500. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's surprising. Tim Couch finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting in 1998. What three players finished ahead of him in the voting? Okay. Do you know these? I don't know all of them, but I can at least not embarrass myself on some of these. Uh, I'm always impressed when people can just rattle off like every single Heisman Trophy year and the finishes of all of them. Uh, but it was I, I like remember watching it. I know who won. I remember watching it in the Junction Boys premiered afterwards. Ricky that was Williams like the first won, one. right? Ricky Williams okay. won. Correct. And yes. that, that's where it, it starts getting tricky <clears throat> after that. And then I know Cade McCown was in, and I, I couldn't tell you the other one. I couldn't either, because I think... Cade McCown was third. He was at UCLA. Yep. So, um, I just remember, like, was so he who, drafted, did he get drafted that year, or did he go yes. back? No, he, okay. he was drafted. So who finished second? Don't know. That and, I will, and, I will and, not and the, ne- the next year was Randy Moss, if I'm not mistaken. Is that... Uh, Randy wasn't this year. Moss was, never won the Heisman. But he was at the Heisman oh, ceremony. Uh, Moss was at the one in 97, I think. Okay. okay. So the year prior. Yep. Um Man, this is killing me. And Ron Dane won, I think, the, the 99. So yeah. I don't think Ron Dane would have been second. And there wasn't Donovan McNabb in, uh, like, Couch's, you know, didn't he dominate the same time that Couch was dominating? I don't remember I don't, seeing him in the picture, same, though. Yeah. But I do think 
Well, I don't have a better guess than that, so I'll go Donovan McNabb, but I know it's not him. Warfel won it in 96. Man, I'm, I'm hating that I can't figure this out. Who, who was it, Corey? It was it QB? It was, yes, Michael Bishop of Kansas State. Yeah, I'm not second. familiar with Michael Bishop at all. He was the quarterback when Sproles was a running back, and that was uh, one of Snyder's better teams. I just remember being I bet sad Tim Couch and looks better than any of the other people on that Heisman voting list today. Well, if you notice, there was a, a yeah. sensitive content warning on that picture with Stoops and Couch, and I think it's because, <laughs> you know, Couch. <laughs> Let's just say we don't need Tim going to any hair salons in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Couch was the number one pick in the 1999 NFL draft. Who was the number two pick? Was that Donovan Nam? It was. It was yeah. the Nam. There you go, there TJ. Go. Oh, woo, I'm well the done. best. I'm the best. Totally redeemed yourself. All right, this is the last one. Uh, Tim Couch is one of four QBs to have at least 8,000 career passing yards in both KHSAA and FBS football. Can you name the other three? Brian Brown? That's one. Yep. Okay. Michael Bush? Uh, no, no. Yeah. FBS. 4, oh, FBS, yeah. yeah Plus, yeah, yeah. he didn't pass a lot. Maybe total, you know, just... Th- th- hey, that's fun. I'm not that noise. <laughs> um, Two more. <laughs> and they're both in this century, so... Yeah, and it's it's kind of annoying. Like, Logan Woodside threw for a lot of yards at Toledo, but I, d- I don't think it's Logan Woodside. Did Patrick Tolles throw for 4,000 yards at UK? No way, Jose. No, it no, it, it's eight thousand yards both in high school eight, and oh, eight thousand. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be somebody that like went to Western, right? Yeah, but they they haven't had a lot of homegrown guys. I have no idea. I, I would Just happy with the Brian Brown. Book, I know, but, and I and I really want to know this one. One guy shares my first name, Corey. Y- yes, Alexander. <laughs> um. Wow. I I'm completely blanking on these. Um, but is, is Logan Woodside one of them? Nope. Um, Could it be another I don't, person I don't that think went to he, I don't think he threw for a lot of yards. I don't think. At Franklin at County. County. Yeah, you're probably so. right. Um, it wasn't Desmond Ritter. Um, I'm trying to think of like good high school quarterbacks in the last time. Chris Redman. He, he's got to be one, right? He actually threw for like 7,000 yards at Mayo. I know. It's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Bob, I aired out a little. Jeez. <laughs> no. Um, right, wow. who who's, the, who's the Corey? Corey Robinson. Who played at Lone Oak and then at Troy? Here's See, you. I didn't know he got, he played at college. Here's okay. to you, Corey Robinson. Yeah, because the Lone Oak kid he broke Couch's record. He had the national passing record, yeah. and then he got got crushed. One more. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tanner Morgan, who played at Hazard and Ryle mm-hmm. High School, and then played at never would have thought he was Minnesota. Uh, he was that good in high school, yeah. right? Well, I yeah. never would have thought he put up those numbers well, in Minnesota. He played six years of college football. Okay. That helps. And yeah, I think he started help. five of them. Uh, hey, Corey, yeah. what time does Mayo play in the LIT tomorrow night? Uh, think about maybe I, think going to the game. I think it's at 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, ma- mail place? Still- uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you, when you lose, it, you get to keep going. Is there a consolation bracket? I think maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, we we play you all again on the 19th. So bring so, it. Where's it at? Um, it's it, it's in Louisville. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. No uh, all right, Corey. Well, thank you for the trivia. That was it was I've it was fun. Yes, thank you for the hair salon tips. You're absolutely welcome. Appreciate it. If you uh, need a new stylist, any of you, I've got a guy. Sorry for the. You can get the you can get the Nick Roush South End burr, Corey. Next yeah. time, I think you've I think you've got the burr. Does he rub your shoulders? Uh, he can. <laughs>
What? Uh, I'm sorry about the weakest link music. That was horrible music. No, no. Scooch just made a stew he in really it. He really let well. us down. There's, there's much more exciting parts to that soundtrack. Scooch just refused to play it. And uh, so, I, you know, I'll put a hand up. I was the one that suggested it, and Scooch just made me sit through it. You're, so. you're the only one that was unhappy with it. It was just boring. It and is the, boring. It's not supposed to be. There's exciting parts of the weakest link. Yeah, but they don't last very long. It goes right back into the boring. Well, then just keep doing the loop. <laughs> keep doing the loop of the exciting. Uh, let's get to some of the grab-and-go texters. One person said, can Corey give out his email address at some point? Occasionally, me or my friends will come across UK questions from the past that are really hard to investigate. And I'm thinking his database is much more advanced than anything we have. Thanks. I don't know. That, I mean, you can send me a DM on you can slide to the uh, DMs on Twitter. Yeah, DM slide. <laughs> That's what I Corey suggested. Said, Corey just suggests the fangirls go to his DMs on Twitter, <laughs> all right? Uh, a grab-and-go texter says, I'm a podcast listener, but if you can grab and go, uh, 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 can't say that. Can't say that. A texter says, Screen we, these, TJ. Screen these. Can we fire Eddie Grant and hire Nick Saban as our special assistant to the head coach? <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. I spend more on one haircut that Corey does the whole year. Oh wow! Uh, probably yeah. How much are you paying for haircuts, buddy? Uh, with tip, probably thirty. So I guess ninety dollars a year, probably. Well, I was. I oh, the, the, sorry. That yeah, the texture. Yeah. Like, how much are you spending yeah. that you're paying? That's a lot. The texture says, "What's the? Or okay, we got two of them. Or no, just the one. What's the one player you think Kentucky really missed out on by not having them back for a sophomore season? For me, it's a close race between Marcus Teague and Daniel Orton." But Dakari Johnson. Dakari Johnson's the answer to that because, question. And Dakari yeah. Johnson is almost more salt in the wound just because like he shouldn't have gone. Like he should have came back. It was kind of set up for him to yeah. to be the five and be a dominant five. I mean, on I, a team with Ulis and Murray, like that Oh man. Gosh. Alex Poitras. Like that was and then you let Scal kind of play more of his natural position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that Dakari Johnson always comes back to me. And that twenty sixteen team was solid. They won the SEC tournament. They got a tough, but they lost to Scoots in the second round. I know, so, and yeah. they got just absolutely like dominated by Thomas, Thomas Bryant, Bryant, who was just a man child, and that's somebody on. that Cal passed on that I never was crazy about. That uh, Texer on the Thornton's text line, grab and go Texer says, "Who was the Alabama football head coach before Nick Saban?" Now that's a good trivia question. Just kidding, Corey. Yours uh, are always do, good. You, do you know? Was that? I think I was know. that Mike. I know Mike Price was like hired and then fired before he even started i don't so but i don't think that was it i think mike price was before mike shula who i think the answer is mike shula i think it is too um those did, those darn mics but which by the way do you all know the mike price story it was john uh it was mike shula and then joe Kynes was the interim was once mike, he got fired um but have you do you know the the roll tide where he was just like with prostitutes celebrating his hire no and got caught who was that Mike Price, who was hired to coach at Alabama, and yeah, yeah. it was like cocaine and hookers Corey's were involved. Dad. My father, yes, was hired as the coach at Bama. And <laughs> Pretty cool. Did some things that you know. It's wild. I don't. I forgot how in, he got caught. Hair salons. It wasn't as crazy as the way that Hugh Freeze got caught, but it is a wild, wild story. Uh, a, a great SI archive if you can find the Mike Price story. I'd never even known that, heard that. I'll it's, have to look into it's it. It's crazy, crazy. John here, good morning all. If the Cats take care of business Saturday, they should be find themselves in the top three for sure. What a great career Coach Saban has. He's truly the best of all time at the college level. Would Carroll go to Alabama? Would Belichick go to Alabama? Or is he just an NFL guy in your opinion? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, those guys aren't going to Alabama. <laughs> they're, very, they're very old, John. They're very old. Uh, also, Dan, oh, we have got two here, so I'll get to those here in a bit. Uh, John from Lake Forest, I saw yours. We'll get back to it. 
It's only right that Saban hangs it up right after the Dodge Charger is discontinued. Says one text. <laughs> I think it is a, like slightly cool, even though it came in a blowout. But like you know, I got to see Saban coach his last year. It was yeah. neat. Hey, Drew Franklin said that Kentucky would send Nick Saban to retirement. True. Was, was spot the lie. Christian Story's commitment really did a number on Nick Saban. We'll talk about that in hour number two. We'll talk more about the basketball. We've got to take a break. Corey, thank you so much. Thank Have a good you. Thursday, buddy. Oh, this okay. is Kentucky Roll Call, Roll hour number two, coming up next. Okay. Have a riddle by morning up from San Antonio. Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Roush, we're going on air. Roush will have conversations, which I do. I'm very much engaged in, but we got to do it. Okay, let's have the conversation well, on radio. Yeah, let's here. do it, yeah, because um, it it's... Flight tracking season officially. It is. Uh, because I, I enjoy the the in-road retrospect. Um, I also enjoy the who's going to be the next coach at Alabama. And a lot of folks, they, they, were, they were quick to jump on the next one. Apparently, uh, Greg Byrne, the athletics director who previously worked under Mitch Barnhart, told the team they'd like to have this done in 72 hours. I think that's a wishful thinking thing and like a, hey – don't immediately jump into the portal. We're going to get somebody soon because the transfer portals are now open at Bama for 30 days. days. Mm -hmm. um, so the, they're trying to keep things together. Many people were reporting uh, that Dan Lanning was already in Tuscaloosa in the amount of time. Like, I don't think there were like planes fly, fly fast enough for him to get to Tuscaloosa from when people were reporting that. Love that it was coming from TV and news reporters. Love our, our friends that work in sports TV, um, like our Tyler Grievers of the world, our Kendrick Haskins of the world. Um, I asked TJ, when was the last time a TV sports reporter broke news? I, I don't know. Yeah. There was like some Oregon guy in Eugene, Oregon, who was like, oh, I've still got my sources and uh, Tuscaloosa for my time there and they say that uh, Dan Lanning is in so and so and it's like eh, I don't know if I trust you as much as I trust some of these guys who are on message boards and like really plugged in um, like John Talty said he was Dan Lanning was not in Tuscaloosa there was a flight tracker that was like wow we've got a chartered flight from um, is it Eugene is that that's where the Oregon is correct so we got a flight track from Eugene to uh, to Tuscaloosa, you don't see that every day. And um, West Blankenship pointed out that, like, yeah, it'd be a baller move if he took a radar plane. <laughs> and it's, I don't, I don't, don't know if it's he's going to be on that radar plane. So there's just a lot of talk. Dean Laning was the first person mentioned. I think age, ties, all, all of the above uh, factored into that. A lot of people think Lane Kiffin is the no-brainer. But here here's the thing about Lane Kiffin is I don't know how many people in Alabama want to deal with Lane Kiffin. Right? Like they don't they don't they they don't what, like what does that mean? Like what 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 does that They like they like ass kissers that aren't rebellious in tweeting nonsense. But do you really think Nick Saban was an ass kisser? No. He was a professional. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, but he, he He was a professional. Like But like boosters like Nick Saban. I think, and boot. And my point is, is Sark is the most liked among all the boosters among his former coaches, and that one. 
I don't know if you can get him from Texas. Exactly. That that's the, the people pro- that are. I just get cracked up at the people. They're like you. You got to reach out to Kirby to waste just to waste everybody's time. Kirby's not going to Alabama. He's at his alma mater, right? I've seen Why so many national media people be like, "He's going to say no," but you got to do your due diligence to reach out. It's like people saying you got to call Jay Wright. You got to you got to make that call. It's Ker- like, do you? Kirby is. Yeah, it would be like if you. But it would be a quick phone call at least, you know. Yeah, I mean it's just a waste of time. He's not he's not going to jump from Georgia to Alabama, nor should he. Wayne would be the most fun, but there is like I I I think people are glossing over the Wayne Kiffin aspect of it because just his his personality like in the, just the way he operates is so out of the status quo. It would make it fun, but I don't know if the money men and the decision makers think that it's as fun as we do right so like that's where it's uh that 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 that's the part of this whole situation but you know what if we want to talk about like the the thing about this move we're going to be dealing with it all offseason right this was already going to be the biggest offseason in college football history because the way we crown a champion the teams that are playing each other the conferences realignment it was going to be the biggest offseason ever, and now the greatest coach on the sports history is not playing in it. So what happens? Once one coach makes a move to fill that spot, like, I mean, the dominoes, they're going to be falling mm-hmm. until the summer. And Lane Kiffin would be the biggest domino because of the way he operated in the transfer portal. Because of the – I mean, he has Alabama's old defense coordinator with him at Ole Miss, right? Like, So there's that, – that would probably be the most drastic. Um, I thought Luckett made a good point that – in all this equation, you think about who Alabama wants, but how many people want to succeed Nick Saban? Mike Norvell would want to make the move probably most because he's in that deadbeat conference, um, a coward's conference, some are calling it. Um, What's so, worse, ACC basketball or ACC football? At least in basketball, I think Duke or UNC could win the championship. Like, they could. Do I think yeah. they will? I mean, I mean, Duke's playing really, really well, as much as we all hate it. And then UNC with a nice win at NC State. So, I'd, I'd go basketball, but, boy, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it, it won't be a two-bid league. Like, a Clemson will get in. Virginia probably will have it. Miami, Miami losing at home to Louisville, though? That is huge. First off, I lost a good deal of money on that game. What are, Miami, you suck. Oh, Scooch? I lost a good deal as well. I was See, right there with you. He, I I kept slamming that live line. I didn't do that, thankfully. But like, I had a couple. Like, I had a couple. Everything was just ruined because I even teased it down a little bit, just as like, well, there's no just in case Miami's not focused in. At no point did I think that they were going to lose that game. And that, I mean, you beat UVL on the road, so anytime their numbers improve, that's good, I guess. But. Their numbers can only improve to a certain limit. UVL is still not a very good basketball team. I will say this though, they were like engaged last night. They looked interested. I do think there's something too, like getting them out of the Yum Center and they play better, or at least they play a little bit more connected. But Mike James putting up 28 points or 30 points or whatever he finished with, that is so embarrassing, Miami and Jim Larinaga, that I can't help but think you must have some locker room issues going on or something. To have Louisville come into your home gym. You're you're kind of having a ho hum season, not terrible, but not great. Coming off a of Final Four, not really meeting the expectations of what people thought, and you lose to Louisville, and you let Mike James almost put up thirty points on you. That's really embarrassing. That's really really bad. 
the ACC as a whole in basketball is incredibly underwhelming. UNC and Duke are legitimate. Outside of that, I don't think any team is going to even sniff the second round of the NCAA tournament. Duke and UNC is good, though. I, I did the thing, too, where um, our guy Chris Hatfield tweeted out, like, man, might not be a bad idea to do the money line, and I thought about it. And then I was like, wait, he's good, what are you doing? Yeah, he's good, by the way. Yeah. See, the best wager, we've talked about him on the show. He, he, I don't think he's a huge fan of mine. I actually DM'd him, and I was like, if you ever looking for a radio show where you just want to kind of promote your picks, you, we're, you're welcome to come on. He was like, maybe February. I was like, oh, that's fine. Well, anytime, I, I anytime. get it, because you need more data and stuff. You know, and He, totally he does, he does his own models gosh, and stuff. He's and, good. Whether or not he wants to come on the show or not, he's it, good. At that, the best wager, I recommend it. It was, it was plus 1,000. He had twenty five on it, and he had somebody tailing him. So, like ten dollar bet wins a hundred bucks. And I, I thought about it, but I was like, eh. What he said was, he was like, I don't think this is going to happen, but my formula says it's a smart money line play for U of L tonight. Which I'm sure he's got a formula that says like, just with the numbers given the juice, it's just worth the play. Yeah. And he's got a formula, and he said he was like, I don't think it's going to happen, but my formula is saying that like this is a money line play here, which is really really weird. And, and you thought that Louisville was going to blow it too, like they they were they were, they were teetering. Up five, you'd blink, it was tied. Yeah. Then they'd get up five again, you'd blink, and it was tied. But Miami just couldn't the couldn't hit a shot down the stretch. That. I was like, all right, you, Miami, you're playing a horrible game. Two minutes left, also, you finally have tied it again. Get and to then the they, get to the rim. You know, they just kept settling for long shots. And and that Brandon chances. Huntley Hatfield, that is a good Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Like, that Brandon Huntley Hatfield is the one that UofL fans should want back with the new coach next season. Or he'll be a very, very hot commodity in the transfer portal if he just wants to go somewhere else and not have to play for another coach, which would be his, I guess, third and four years or however long it would be. But so, a great game from him last night. Uh, Mike James, too. He shot the lights out um, for a little bit. Uh, and then Sky Clark played pretty well too. Yeah, he had a big shot down the stretch. Um, did you see uh, twenty-two and nine? Did Brandon you see what happened on Twitter after the game? Yes, I had had that in the <laughs> had that in the show tweet. So we've, we've got to talk about this, and I, I want to get back. I do want to get back to Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin. Yeah, yeah, we're we were all over the place, but I, I do have a take on that, and I was the one that took us off that, so I do apologize. But we may as well wrap the basketball U of L stuff up with a bow, right? Yeah, and it, this is uh, a doozy because. Do you uh, want to take it, or do you want me to take? I it? I can read it, and then okay. you can digress. You know. I'll I'll provide the background. Yeah, um, Drew D- Diener tweets. So now they have talent. I can't keep up. Seems like Brandon Hilly Hatfield could have been you been used like this all year. We need a good cameo to make sense of all this. So this is in reference to around Christmas time, Nolan Smith, who hand up, I don't think all that highly of. I think when you're getting paid $250,000 a year to coach basketball and assistant and you're sliding into fans' DMs to fight and argue and try to meet up with them to talk things over, I think you're a loser. That I think you're just a loser. Uh, he's had a bunch of other little small incidents that would seem to indicate that Nolan Smith may not be the most mature person on social media, and that's coming from me, which is not probably what he would like to hear. That being said, he got on Cameo around Christmas, and UofL fans kind of lost their mind. We've only got four wins or five wins or however many ever wins they had at that time, and you're getting on Cameo? You're asking fans for more money to get a personalized message from you? And I think the reason he got on is he's still pretty big in like Duke circles. He won a national yeah. championship at Duke. Oh yeah, you know, it'd be like the equivalent, the equivalent of like, hey, Deron Lamb's on cameo. Uh, my UK friend that I went to college with, I'm going to send him a Deron Lamb video. 
I'm sure that's probably the extent of Nolan. I mean, Tyler Ewis, when he gets a job outside of Kentucky, which will probably happen, like just no. deal with that. No, like, but he'll probably end up being an assistant coach elsewhere. That would be like him getting on cameo. So Kentucky and UK fans, fans would like hit him up on that stuff, and, yeah. and rightfully so. So Nolan Smith got on cameo, and U of L fans just looking for things to complain about in the midst of a miserable basketball season. And they love set to complain their, about Nolan set their Smith, sights yeah. on that. So Diener and other U of L media folks at times will make cameo jokes. This was a cameo joke, but I don't think Diener was expecting well, the ricochet shot coming back his way. And this is from Sid G. Smitty. This, who is this? His wife or his sister? This is his. This is uh, Nolan Smith's sister. Okay, that's what I thought. Sister. She not his wife. She responded, "LOL, you literally can't help yourself, huh? We're all trying to be positive, enjoy the win, and here you are, and still on the cameo. Well, if you should know, the money." We made off cameo over the holidays, went to domestic violence victims in your honor. How's that for positivity? Oh. <laughs> ah. Whew. So did Dina respond to that? Nope. You, 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 you can't. <laughs> nope. You, and he, 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 did he have to get off Twitter again? Didn't he? No, he, he did. You know, there's, there's, there's a Twitter playbook on stuff like this. He went with the just like, I'm just going to keep tweeting like nothing had happened. Yeah, and which is usually the... Uh, bury yeah. it in other, you know, big... Because right. you don't want the, your last tweet to be that where like all the other interactions or everybody piling in on that. So you just want to kind of act like the norm. If I was Diener, I would have said... I probably would have followed up and just waved the white flag and been like, you're right, that's a respectable thing to do. I, You know, I'll... I'll cool it or something. But if, but if you are Diener and some of these ULL fans, the the moaning and growing, like, it's horrible, and I can't believe that ULL didn't fire Kenny Payne during that long Christmas break period. But enjoy the win. You won. I agree. Like, just, you you're, you won a basketball game. You're you're in this, you're you're in it now. You can't tank for better draft picks. Like, it's not, like, just, just enjoy it while you can, right? What? You hadn't won a road basketball game in two years. Like, being miserable, what does that do? What does that continue to do? If And I think we tried to do this during the nine-win season, whereas like we know this isn't up to UK standards, and we know that this is you know somewhat unacceptable. And it obviously, Kentucky has had its fair share of issues even since that nine-win season, but it's never been that bad, obviously, and it never should be that bad at a place like UK or UofL or IU scoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, but like... You know, we tried to have a little bit of positivity around it just because being miserable 24-7 can only take you so long, can only take you so far. That was quite the clapback. And, of course, Diener, if you didn't know, he, he's had, what, two years ago, had an incident, and that's what Nolan Smith's sister was referencing. Speaking of being miserable, can it's, we... Pl- uh, it's, it is a wild times with U of L. Can we play that Rutherford Dream audio? Yeah, you've been wanting to play this for a while. It's because it's hilarious. I know, but like you got to do it at the right time and place. Now's not the right time and place. We I can mean, wait. They're coming off a win. Yeah, I know it. It, it, it did kind of outdate it with the winning last night, which kind of sucked. But just to kind of get you in the mind of a U of L fan, poor Mike Rutherford. I just envision him sleeping peacefully. Whenever I vision somebody sleeping, it's like a 1920s person, or really probably like an 1820s person sleeping. They're wearing the long nightgowns, Roush. They have the hat on with the little thing at the yep, end. Yep, like um, um, Christmas Carol, Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. Very, that's yeah. what I'm picturing. Imagine like Mike Rutherford. Just, he's he's in, got to because the hair, gown. you know, he doesn't. Yeah. He's sleeping and like, you know, people toss and turn in their sleep. Sometimes they'll talk in their sleep and sometimes they'll kind of mumble in their sleep. 
I imagine him with just like the softest little smile as he's sleeping, like a slight twitch, and this is his dream. I had the happiest time watching U of L men's basketball that I've I've had in in like two or three years in the last twenty four hours because I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that we were beating the absolute brakes off of Kentucky. Like and I was over I was at my parents' house. I don't know why, but like my wife was there too. Like we were I guess we were like having like a watch party over there and we were up by like twenty nine and like we're dunking and going crazy. And I'm I'm like I think it was like a shock because I don't think that we were supposed to be good, but it made it even sweeter and all this stuff. And like I'm thinking about all these like tweets I'm gonna craft, and I'm just like I'm like ah, oh, this is incredible. Like they deserve it, and I'm like I'm like going nuts and like all this stuff. And then I woke up, and I've never been more sad to wake up from a dream. <laughs> in re- and I'm, you know, they're, they're, like 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 everybody, I've had great dreams that I've been sad to wake up from, but this one just just waking up and realizing after those first five seconds of like what what was that? What was going on? That I don't have anything like that to cheer for for a long time <laughs> was so sad. But I, I, I did. I'm now dreaming about us beating Kentucky and playing competent basketball. We have to just save that for like every UK U of L basketball game mm-hmm. <laughs> and just say, keep dreaming, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> keep dreaming. But, and that's what might make Mike, that's what makes Mike so good at radio is like his detail. We've all been in that spot where you wake up after a good dream and that like brief moment of realization of like, is that, re- is that, and like before you can even finish the thought, you're like, oh, I was dreaming. And like you kind of can almost feel this enthusiasm leave your body. <laughs> on the flip side, on a bad dream, you do the exact opposite where you wake up and you're like, is that re- Oh, it was just a dream. Thank goodness gracious. It was just a dream. We've all been there. And to have that one center around just U of L, your wild your wildest dreams, Mike Rutherford, <laughs> is getting back to beating UK in basketball, buddy. But congrats on the win last night against Miami. I was shocked by that. I thought your tweet was pretty good, TJ. The win over Miami's now quad five win for Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of people who didn't get it. They were like, oh, no. <laughs> quad five. That's good. That's good. It's like people who don't like quarter. What you mean? <laughs> there's four? Yeah. Oh, man. Woo! All right. Let's get one more thought about the Lane Kiffin stuff. One, if I were Alabama fans, we're not going to get into like the heart of Alabama sports radio. If I was Alabama fans, though, I'd, I would want like I, I'd, Alabama fans or the decision makers here is that like we we don't have natural rights from God to be good at football. Yeah, they've been bad. They have been yeah, bad, and yeah. we've got all the best facilities. Like we have all the best tools to be great at football, but you still need the head man in charge to make sure he's not a dud. You just know Lane Kiffin wouldn't be a dud. You know he'd get the—I mean, Alabama should always get the best of the best players, but you know he'd get future pros like Alabama has had. You know they'd be good on offense. You know they'd be great on offense. And you would like to think he'd be able to bring in whatever defensive coordinator he wants to be good enough on defense where you don't think that that would be a huge issue. And I I think what's going to happen with Alabama is they're going to be really good continually, but it won't be like it was what will Alabama fans react to that? Well, my thing is, is I, that's probably part of why Saban's doing it because I don't think it's possible to be as dominant as just he had in, been. It, just in the new landscape, there's it's just it's going to be so much more challenging. Period. And that was um, a tweet that Brett McMurphy had earlier. Five of the oldest eight, five of the eight oldest coaches are last year are just like up oh, hanging it up or uh, getting fired. Right, most are just retiring. But um, if you look around each sport, the portal and nil 
are playing a significant role in the reasons why coaches are getting out of this. And I know part of it, saving 72, like he's just old, right? This was going to happen at some point eventually. But I do think like some of these guys maybe stop doing a little bit sooner because the constant demand that the portal asks of you. Um, and, you know, like you don't want to hear coaches whining, TJ, but like, you know, I was listening to an interview with Jimbo and he's like, 10 months out of the year, we're working seven days a week. Like there's just, that's the only, like, unless it's February or July, yeah. you're working seven days a week. And you, cause you have to, because this is an unserious sport that doesn't have serious rules. They were supposed to be have visits done with the portal last weekend. Somehow Ole Miss is hosting portal players this weekend. I don't, that's exciting. I don't, I don't know how that works. Because Gerald Mincy, who's an offensive tackle, Kentucky is apparently recruiting, is going to visit Ole Miss this weekend. I don't know how they're getting away with it. Nobody really knows. It's an unserious sport without serious rules. So having to deal with this constant craziness, I think, is 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 part of the reason why some are getting out of it um, at this point. And it's it's it, and it's it's why it's made it more difficult to dominate because if you aren't on it all the time, like. It's so easy to slip up now. Like Saban was probably doing the seven days a week, ten months a year, but he was doing it to like get his players better and like get him better at coaching football. But now you're he's stretched thinner because of evaluating players in the portal, all that sort of stuff. So uh, to your point, though, Kiffin has proven that he can keep up with all the portal stuff and kind of um, balance the high school. Like, yeah, he goes and all the nil, and I need yeah. this, I need that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he's battle tested. He's done a very good job, and he's, and he's done not it. the same coach that he was at Tennessee, and he's not the same coach that he was at I USC. Mean, he got Ole Miss two top ten finishes, their best since. So I, I don't know if they finished top ten when they had Matt Corral losing, but like that's the point. They went to New York six games with Matt Corral and Jackson Dart as his quarterbacks. Like those guys aren't they ain't playing on Sundays, right? Like so to be able to do that. He was the Ole Miss's highest final ranking AP poll since Archie Manning was their quarterback. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, so um, uh, and I'm he, just sick of all the heartbreaking losses. Get him the hell out of there. If he did make that move though to kind of play out this thought experiment, Ole Miss went all in this year mm-hmm. for like all their stuff. Like what what happened there? I mean, they're on the schedule. Like <laughs> that would help Kentucky a lot. Yeah, we want anybody on the schedule just to fail, or at least I do. I, Which I don't see would, why we would. I, I would think though. They would probably call John Summerall, and he might dip out of Noah pretty quickly to go to Oxford. And you know what? Formerly coach there, hire for Ole Miss, yeah. but I wouldn't be as scared of them as if they had Kiffin. And we all love Summerall. Yeah. At least in yeah. year one, it'd be like if you're going to get him, this would be the time to probably do it. Uh, <laughs> but it would so much would depend on how many of those players they keep, how many would just go elsewhere. It'd be a tough sell to keep a lot of those players. He would be on the list, but like the lists are also lists help made by agents, which. How, shout out to James Franklin's agent. I don't oh know if you gosh, saw this that was yesterday. Such a funny, but like, like I, I clicked on the Adam Rittenberg story. I was like, all right, who who are these people going to put on these shortlists? And when I saw James Franklin, I was like, okay, well, he's Rittenberg's the Big Ten guy. He's got to be. He's going to keep his Big Ten sources happy. He's going to put Franklin on there. And when I saw the Thamel edit tweet, so Thamel had a buyout to potential Nick Saban replacements, and it had like Dan Lanning. Lane Kiffin, you know, it, it had those guys on there, and then he edited it to add James Franklin's ballot. It's like, buddy, no, 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 nobody wants James Franklin except Penn State. Like, they're, they're stuck with him. He he can't leave now. 
Suck it, Penn State. Even though his agent's trying like hell. I don't know if he's Jimmy I Sexton I love that everybody not. just sniffed that out instantly, that they were like, oh, Franklin's agent working overtime. No chance he's going to be the Alabama head coach. Everybody knew it. Yeah. Um, all right. Dabo John from Lake Forest, he tweeted in, morning grab and go texter. Morning, fellas. I sent updated pics of Valhalla yesterday morning at 6.56. I guess that's too early for the Thornton's grab and go text line. We got to be on the air, John. We got to be on the air. Roush, any Bama kids we can pick off now that Saban's gone? Well, we got Christian's story yesterday, which, to piggyback off a sack joke, his name literally translates to the New Testament. <laughs> Just the Bible. Oh, th- right there. No, God loves you. Not the Bible. Christian's story isn't the Old Testament. That's true. That's true. Christian's story is the New Testament. So was that was that Sack's tweet though? Sack said the Bible. I, oh, I, New I, Testament. I, I just made it a little better. More, so. yeah, yeah, but still very good. Um, that's a that's a PFT bit. My oh yeah, definitely yeah. Name it's literally a great transfers to New Testament. Yeah. Um, my big thing on Christian's story, he may be a good player, but like just don't think that like he's a awesome, like Alabama transfer. Great headline. Kentucky gets Alabama transfer. Like this is a gamble. It's not as big of a gamble as getting somebody from the FCS ranks, but this guy hasn't played much football, um, really at all. And it's one thing to get like Raymond Cottrell didn't play because he was a redshirt freshman at Texas A and M. Christian Story has been at Alabama for 20, 21, 22, 24 years. Hasn't played. Redshirted, so he should have two years of eligibility left. He's just been a special teams player. He got a start because there was an injury against Kentucky. Um, and he logged interception this year, but um, 218 defensive snaps in 28 games. Um, I'm not good at math, TJ, but that's like what 10 a game, or that's less than 10 a game. That's not it's not many snaps um, to average per game. So the, it's still a gamble. Um, but you know what? They're gambling on his pedigree and that he was coached up well and a great program. Started against the Cats. Yeah, um, injury. But that that my point is is like. Well, we still have to kind of wait and see here. But when you needed bodies, like, this is good. I, I do worry, though, if they're just like... Are like, they going to move him to corner? No. Are, would you... The, we the, need corners. The question is, is he better than Jordan Lovett? That, that's what you're asking. I, well, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, that's a fair question to ask. But, I mean, you can, at minimum, just say, nice depth piece if he's not better than Jordan Lovett. Yeah, but like, Jordan Lovett might just transfer too. Oh, is that so? I mean, why? Like, if he's going to go from starter and they I mean, recruit somebody to start like, over what, what are, Do people think that, like, only one person plays in college football at each position? That there's not a depth needed? I mean, I'm just, but, like, that, but, that's how this so works. So. Def- but he like, will not, it, Christian Story will not play corner at UK. I'm highly doubt it. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I don't think so. A lot of people speculated maybe that we're bringing him in. That, it, like, that's how, because he could have potentially started at Alabama. Yeah, Probably yeah. would not he, have. He could, have. could have. Definitely would have been in the rotation and gotten more minutes than he got this past season. Or- but he's a safety, though. He, he played okay. safety there. Right. Like I, I de- now, if they want to make him more of a nickel... Then there's the that's probably what they're telling Jordan Lovett, right? To keep him on board at least through spring practice and sure. see how this unfolds. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, and which, by the way, the I mentioned Gerald Mincy. He would be a fine offensive tackle to add. Um, it it would be weird to get a guy who committed to you in 2019 and is now in their third SEC school in five years. Um, it it just it just would be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And, and he, he wasn't their best tackle at Tennessee. He probably would have started next year, I think. Uh, but he, I think it's the most valuable part. He, he played left and right. So, like, you just kind of, all right, plug him in. You can play right for us. Maybe you were better there. Um, but the, the, the point being here, 
if he's going to actually visit Ole Miss this weekend, which I, once again, I don't know how he can. I also saw something where like people were signing things that said they wouldn't visit other schools in the portal, which is like that's not non-binding. Like there's some weird, funny stuff going on. Um, Can we but, just get a little blood oath from you that you're not going to go check out any other? Yeah, place? like just Come on, really we're just gonna prick you right here, and then you do, doesn't make here. any sense. But if Mincy, uh, if they could get him, I think, I think Kentucky like late registration ends tomorrow. So if he shows up at Ole Miss Saturday and he hasn't committed, I don't know if Kentucky can act. Like I don't think it's possible. But then again, rules are meant to be broken in this unserious sport. So, uh, but I would expect you'd have to hear of any more things by tomorrow. John from Lake Forest adds, also with Dan Lanning, the favorite to follow Saban, does Will Stein follow him, become Bama's OC? Talk about a meteoric rise. God, Will Stein. That would be cool. People forget, former humongous Kentucky Wildcat fan. Just uh, bled as much blue. If you cut him open, it'd be as blue as anybody else. <laughs> and UK messed up by not like giving him a chance to walk on. He walks on at UofL, and then he becomes the L's up. But the Stein family... I don't know if they all are. I don't know if they've all transitioned to UVL fans, but they were as big blue as anybody would have gotten. Will uh, Will Stein. We used to kind of hang around some of the same people. But. Oh well, my wife's had a friend over, and you know they're having like a play date with our kids, and she was like, "Yeah, it was really weird. I was watching the game the other day, and Katie was talking about William, and I'm like, what? And she's like, Katie called the Oregon game with Will Stein, and and was like. I just thought it was very funny that she called him William because that's what she called William when William was that is you know, back in college 10 years ago or whatever. Just being a little old backup quarterback William. You know, I think they talked about this on a podcast that like, you know, Will Stein and Jennifer Lawrence. That was the thing? And at my house that I currently live at. <laughs> True story. <laughs> like, True story. So, and then you know, chief of staff of Washington is Aaron Knotts, who was a year above me at St. X. And uh, he is chief of staff of Washington in the national championship game. So people from Louisville doing big things in the sports world. I not, not, uh, not us, but other people. So you were you did you have your shot with Jennifer Lawrence at your house? No, no. I, I was, was this before I Terry Sr. had the house? This was when Terry Sr. was the owner of the house. Oh, yeah. we'd so. have we'd have these water slide parties that were infamous Ooh. throughout the entire neighborhood. Um, they weren't mine; they were always my sisters and my brothers. But they would, <laughs> oh yeah, there was all sorts of shenanigans that would go on at these things. But I I think there's a podcast out there where Jennifer Lawrence kind of like talks about like, oh yeah, I know these people, I know that people. I, mm -hmm. It's all Louisville. Little big town. Class of like from you know '06 to 2010, going out there doing big things. Were you 10 or you, you were 11? It was 10. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I always forget. Uh, I'd, let's, but that would be cool for Will Stein. He's doing awesome out there. He's highly thought of. He killed it at UTSA and then now at Oregon. Let's get to the Thornton's text line. I think we jump. No, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. We'll do a break. Good call. Yeah, then we'll get back to the Thornton's text line. We'll tell you about all of our friends at Shady Race and Salsaritas as well. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll have one Roll final segment on a really, 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 Roll really call. busy Thursday coming up next. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, 
Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John, John Samos. Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Thanks again to Corey Price for joining us for Trivia Thursday. If you want to hear all about Tim Couch Trivia, make sure you're downloading that podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Can I issue a thanks, too, to Salsaritas for making the most wildly addictive chips Mm -hmm. in the world? I mean, I just, I don't know how I'd live life without them. They're thin, they're crispy, they've got the best seasoning on them, and they've got the best salsas to go with it. Salsa's so good it's in their name freshly made whether it's spicy and flavorful or if you just want to go mid like scoots because you can't handle a little bit of peppers i go medium thank you very much a little bit of peppers too spicy for you scoots too spicy get a taco salad tacos burritos nachos whatever you want at salsa ritas visit either one of their two convenient locations they got one in St. Matthews off Hubbard's Lane and one in Middletown with a drive through. I was gonna right. go I was gonna go today and realized I forgot my wallet at home. So that's cool. Oh yeah. Well you need you, you need, need to borrow to, some cash. Yeah, you need to borrow some cash. I, I know my card number, so I wonder if they'll like be able to type it in. You know mm-hmm. your entire card number. Mm-hmm. My, uh, it's just gotta be in your phone. Don't no. you have Apple Pay? No. I don't have Apple Pay. I no, I, you I, could probably pay on the Salsaritas app. I used to do a lot of like online true. shopping and had to type in my credit card enough well, that uh, I yeah. just I have it memorized. If I memorized my credit card number, I would get a hobby. <laughs> uh, you can order online on the app, Scoots, and punch in your credit card number oh, there. It could be waiting for you. Good so call. No yeah. excuse not to get Salsaritas. Good call. Now we've really got you cornered. No, I'm going. And it's so easy, too, because they just got it out. You just grab and go. Bada bing, bada boom. Salsaritas. Download that app. Make your order without even having your wallet. How how nice is that? I've got. It says I've got two rewards. Let's see what they are. Oh. Two dollars off any order. Three dollars off any entree. Oh, nice. right. Sweet. And I've just got ten dollars off just for the ten dollars. Oh, and I got an email from Salsaritas. Two dollars off burrito bowls and salads. Oh, I thought they were doing it just for me. Burrito yeah. bowl sounds great. Yeah. Oh, just like the Thorns text line sounds great. Five zero two, four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Let's go we're make gonna a really bad scoots joke. But hold the burrito. <laughs> We're going to work our way from the bottom up. Just because it's probably a little more topical than some of the basketball game tweets that we've got. Uh, are, the gra- are the groundhogs still safe, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, wouldn't know. Haven't seen them. Oh. Just call me John Calper. Maybe the <laughs> buzzard's got them. <laughs> Kansas' offense is 41 on Kimpom. They are what they are. They are what they are. They are what they are. No way they get better. Uh, I'm not, but I, that was a. I, I tweeted out like two days ago or something. Like here, one of these ten teams will win the national championship, and I'm standing by that list. Kansas was not one of the teams that was highlighted. They ain't winning the national championship. Hunter Dickinson's such a loser. Did you see that play that was making the rounds on Twitter last I, night? I did not. Know. They lost to Central Florida, which people forget. Central Florida is in the Big Twelve. People do forget that. Man, they had an awesome atmosphere. First down Big there. Twelve game, first Big Twelve win. If you're a South Florida fan, do you just have to be sick, like seeing Central Florida just do everything you thought you may do? Yeah, yeah. 
Do like, do like sports fans in Orlando just care more than Tampa? Like what is, or is just the management at South Florida incompetent compared to dreamers at Central Florida? Uh, South Florida got good at a time that it didn't matter that much. That's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah. And like, like, I mean, college, it, it mattered enough. nice, to, but. Yeah, it got them relevant in the Big East, but then they fell off the map. UCF is also just a much larger school. It is. It's, th- so Isn't I think it one of the probably, biggest in the country? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. I think it's top three for sure. Uh, but man, they they may be a force like in all sports in the next decade. Like our kids could grow up being like, oh, Central Florida in the college football playoff. Central Florida making a March Madness run. Obviously, they're not there today, but they had an awesome atmosphere last night. That was their Big Twelve home opener, and what a way to start Big Twelve home. Well, they've already lost a Big Twelve game, but what a way to start beating Kansas in your home arena. They stormed the court. They won by five. So like the final possession, if Kansas could have scored a quick bucket. Maybe there could be a miracle. You foul, throw a half-court heave, and and tie. But for the most part, the game was over. And then Kansas missed a shot and got the rebound. And after that, you knew it was over. There just wouldn't be enough time for Kansas to make up a five-point deficit. So the final shot, totally meaningless play. Don't know which Kansas player shot a three. It was just, you know, again, just just for the final score total. That was the only thing that mattered. Hunter Dickinson still, like, boxing somebody out. Throwing an elbow and like just throwing somebody to the ground with his elbow because he's so much bigger. Well, than I him. think it was the, the a total, guy. A total d- dirty play that just was like ho hum. Hunter Dickinson didn't have to do it for a split second, but just said, you know what? I'm Hunter Dickinson. I'm a jerk, and this is how I operate. Well, it was the UCF guy. He was boxing out, and then, yeah, Hunter kind of wrapped an elbow around him and threw him to the side. Like, get out of here, little boy. Well, the game's over. It's exactly what he did. Yeah. But, like, it was still, Hunter Dickinson didn't have to do that. No, absolutely he just not. He stood there yeah. and the game could have ended. He could have went and walked on his merry way. He's got a history of, like, when things aren't going his way, he throws a little fit or he'll be physical or do a little cheap shot or step on somebody. Uh, he's just a grown up Grayson Allen, really, is what Hunter Dickinson is. He's a grown up Grayson Allen. Oh, when, he gets, when he gets to the NBA, does he become the new Draymond? <laughs> yeah, well, asking. I don't think he'll be in the NBA, but. You don't think? No. I mean, wouldn't he already be there? This is like his 19th year of college basketball. He might for a little bit. I, think he gets I wouldn't doubt. Shot yeah, better. I wouldn't yeah. doubt if he like is on a roster or but not in, like, like the summer league playing you, a lot. You will not see him get meaningful minutes in the NBA. Hmm. Um, Saving versus Tuberville for Alabama Senate would be spicy. <laughs> Man, uh, we all know who'd win that one. I wonder. If, it's not the guy at Auburn. I wonder. Do you think Saban's Democrat? I don't know, but um, it's one of those things where he's probably it's like Feinbaum's really into politics. I wouldn't be surprised. Did you see the clip of Feinbaum? Uh, somebody calling in and trying to do Richard Nixon trivia with Feinbaum. No, it was he kept calling him Richard E. Nixon, and Feinbaum was like, "There's no such person as Richard E. Nixon. Richard E. Nixon was a disgrace." And he's like, "There's a lot of people who are fans of Richard E. Nixon." He's like, "It's Richard Milhouse Nixon. <laughs> that is not a real name," um, but. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me so if he was big in politics. To do Nixon trivia and didn't know his middle name. Yeah, or like tried to like talk about. Yeah, I, I don't know. That shows. It's a wild show. I don't. I don't know how people like. It's obviously very popular. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah, college football. It's like I was doing a, a SEC radio show yesterday, and it was like, oh, it's basketball season, and then Cubic's uh, like, no, no, we're talking football now. Um, we're we're gonna do that. Um, and then like right after I got off air, Saban retired. So um, I became the warm up. Uh, Last night was a perfect example why college basketball is better than college football. That was just like a normal Wednesday night in college basketball. In college football, you just get it once a week. It's not like college basketball, you get craziness all the time. It's awesome.
just so great. Yeah, college football's better. So y'all are awesome. Hope to see y'all at Vandy in a few weeks. Big Blue Drew rocks too. This was prompted by Sweet Cats by ninety. That's from Dell. College football had a day like last night. People talk about it for like months. You remember that crazy Saturday? Well, that's because the teams are better two, in college football. The teams are better than the college basketball teams are. It makes no sense. They're different sports. If you were good, if you were if you were actually good, you don't have like top five teams lose all. No, time. it's a different sport, Roush. No, no, it's, it's a not- different sport. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. Hope to see y'all at Vandy in a few that's, weeks. That's why, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, you read yeah, that? Yeah, did you yeah. did you read the Dow part? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, you're, you're, the, you're ready to burn me. I was, yeah. I was ready to just Big Blue Drew does over. rock, by the way. What's the time frame for Alabama to hire a new coach? Roush said 72 hours is what they're shooting for, but he doesn't buy but it. I, yeah, I think that's just to keep players happy. Um, Nil has ran off another great one. Kirby Smart was right. They need to fix this. I bet Saban wanted to go another couple of years, especially knowing he'd make the playoff every year. He's 72, though, dude. Like, yeah, he's 72 I mean, years old. It, it. How old was Coach K when he retired? How old? I mean, I don't, I don't think Bill Belichick is retiring. I think he's going to go coach somewhere else. Pete Carroll may be done for, like, coaching. He may get in the front office stuff. Why is it that, like, we feel like once you get old, the only thing that you can do is run our government <laughs> that's like, a problem you, Nick Saban's coach, coach 70, k was 75 all right he's 75 yeah. and do you not think that coach k would you know be competitive for a couple more years of course he would he'd be doing better than shire is right now do we not think nick saban could go another several years and still have alabama in the college football playoffs of course he could but you know the best old people they should be the ones running our country Nick Saban thought like, nah, this is too much for me now. I shouldn't. Roy be running Williams it. was seventy-one when he yeah. retired. You know like what? That's the- too much for me. I shouldn't be running UNC's basketball program anymore. I'm going to step aside and enjoy the rest of my life. I'm eighty-eight years old, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to take your money for. So I, I think the argument, though, TJ, is that what if like the, the parallels for government? It's just like, well, what if they just all of a sudden change the rules on how you're elected? then the politicians might be like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Where I, I think it's like they they were looking, they knew that the time was going to come, and this, this gives them a reason for an out. Like Jim Boeheim, he even held on longer than he wanted to, like just out of st- pure stubbornness. Scoots, are we deleting tweets? Yeah, we've already read them. I'm just trying to avoid the confusion. Those uh, were two texts we already read. Okay. Um, another texture says, can we fire? Oh, well, we already read that one too. Hey fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. The news of Sabian leaving. I think it's time we get Salsaritas ready for a Rico Scott nil deal. I'm already at a chip train him and cutter bowl. I need one too. May interest you boys in the little order of chips and Rico de Gallo with the side of guacamole. <laughs> love, love Brad Salsaritas. Brad from Bellbrook deals. is back, baby. I love it. The guacamole is a replay, I think. Yeah, but the Rico Rehash. de Gallo is good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Any Which, chance Rico Scott reconsiders his Alabama commitment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be all on the table. It just all comes down Mark to... Mark Stoops would have never left next. you, Rico. He definitely would have taken another job if given the opportunity to take that job. Never. Never would have. Yeah. So you know that you can trust him. He's a real one, Rico. <laughs> can Rico throw it over those mountains over there? Maybe. Uh, Arkansas was a lot better last year when they had three freshmen that won the first round. Weird. Gosh, college basketball media is in large part just totally clueless. How many people told us this freshman class was bad? <laughs> I mean, the best players in college basketball are freshmen. You got to be old. It's got to be all transfers. And secondly, that's the narrative that people have had now for a couple years. And great point by this texter. Like Arkansas oh. is much worse. Guess what? Because they don't have the NBA talent. I mean, they, they, they have, have last year. playing for them. Yeah. I mean. I did think the 
the Keon Minifield player that transferred there would kind of turn them around. But they lost on the road to Georgia yesterday. Oh, they did. They're not totally. So here's the thing: Georgia m- might be very frisky this year. Like, I was big on them until they kind of burned me a little bit in the off season. They're a solid team. They'll be a bubble team. I don't think anything more. Or anything. That, less. That's what I mean, though. Like that, which is better than Tom Cream could say, okay. or many of those Mark Fox teams. Mike White is like a smart basketball coach. His biggest issue has just been consistently getting Talent. good yeah, players he did, yeah. he's had all right players and he always had all right results but I think his issue is like if you want to really win big you need to get the players to win big but they beat Arkansas by 10 last night Arkansas drops to nine and six oh and two in the conference Georgia 12 and three two and oh in the conference with a road win at Missouri and then taking care of business at home against Arkansas five teams in the SEC remain undefeated LSU Alabama Georgia Kentucky and Auburn so cats go on the road to oh and two A&M on Saturday, big game there. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Yeah. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, it feels like lineup, minute distribution, and defense are the easy things to point to if you need something to complain about, but you don't really know ball. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, it's you're nitpicking a team that's lost two games? Yeah. yeah it's just it's just how you nitpick. Because, um, yes, their defense isn't great. <laughs> I mean, but I, I think it's 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 improving. And the minute you know, we talked about it yesterday with Rob, so we don't need to get into it. But like that that will become a thing. The biggest um, conversation is when do you give up on Edwards to just solidify the mm-hmm. best of the best? And the, the and the answer to that question will be until if Edwards starts showing us stuff, you more you can understand and, giving him minutes. But if it keeps being kind of a similar story well, with Justin Edwards, at some point you'll need to say yeah. we're not you're not gonna play zero minutes, but like you're going to be looking at like 8 to 12. The other part is a dude isn't healthy right now. Correct. So he would get a lot of yeah. those minutes. Thought Cal's comments on five-star players being chased their whole life was very interesting. He's never going back to a transfer-heavy roster. If he I, can't help it. If, yeah, that's well said. Yeah. If he can't help it. Now, if he has to, then he'll obviously try to go get the best of the best transfers that he can. He'll be flexible in ways like that. But his he feels best with super talented freshmen and he's got a formula for him. If you didn't hear his quote, his quotes about chasing or the AUs and five-star players and stuff like that, it was really interesting. It was seemed like it was kind of mostly directed at Rob talked about his body language. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can't just, and then you Rob know. had some really interesting quotes where he was like, yeah, part of the reason I want to go to UK is because I know if I like stunk, I could actually go to the bench. Like, and Cal said that too. He was like, this is the first time he, at UK he, that like people he, actually have consequences for playing he's, poorly. He's coaching. He's yes. getting coaching, which yeah. is, the, it's it's fun to watch. Or if you're Rob and you're just so good, like, oh yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah, I did something stupid. What are you going to do? Take me out? Like I'm an NBA player playing high school basketball or I'm an NBA player playing AAU basketball. You have to have me. At UK, it's like, well, yeah, we got Reed. We got DJ. We got Antonio Reeves. We can sit you, buddy. So like get your stuff together. And it makes him a better player in the long run of things. It. I'm a Kentucky fan, obviously. I'm a I'm very biased with this stuff. A little, a little I, try not, I try not to be, but there's obviously you can't help it from time to time. But like, how if you're a guard, could you just not look at the NBA and be like, UK's got a formula for well, me? Well, I mean, Tyrese Maxey had that interview with JJ Redick where he was just like, yeah, I wanted to play for Cal. Ever, I just don't like, get it. Yeah. Like, if I had a kid, even if I hated Cal or hated UK, and I want the best for my kid in his future look life. Look at Jamal Murray. Look at Devin like, Booker. Man, they do. Like, if you go through and you put in the work, that doesn't mm-hmm. Now You could be a Devin Askew, but like, you know. But the hit rate's high. It, it is which, high. Which I agree. you don't always They just get. have a formula. If you follow along with it and you are really, really good, it's going to lead and, to really good things for and you. And it's making it very fun right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. The host of another radio show started listing who should play the most minutes and had Mitchell fifth. Cal would play Trey 40 minutes every game if he could. Which, Mitch Wild to put 
Trey fifth, but we can't. You know, I mean, we're not other radio shows. Yeah. We only talk about what we can on this show. But that's a that's a wild take. This is a this is a very good text. Um, glad to see Brandon Ramsey point out that twenty one Baylor into the tourney forty fourth in defensive efficiency. Same as we are right now, 22 Kansas entered in the mid-30s. Just seems like there's an odd narrative about our defense locally. You don't hear the same concerns nationally, which should probably tell you something. Again, the defense isn't great, but it certainly isn't bad. Do see quite a few similarities with this team and the Baylor one I mentioned. But but some of it, like, guys, we aren't used to seeing the offense this great. So, like, it takes our time for our eyeballs to adjust. And I think the same applies in football, right? We aren't used to seeing an explosive offense. So, when it stresses the defense and puts more pressure on them and they start playing worse, then we think the defense all of a sudden sucks and I, I know I think it's just people locally we're not usually giving up 77 points means you lost the basketball game I just hope people text into other shows and podcasts and say like hey roll call says that the defense will steadily continue to improve and not to worry too much about it like aren't we yeah yeah like, we, aren't we the, we don't we the, don't need also the voice of reason with all this we, stuff? yeah and like I, I don't know I I do think it's kind of weird. like do we, do we always have to be compared to like we're, no just we're we're doing all right we got we got you on the straight and narrow here. Um, DJ's playing great right now as well. It's not like Robin Reed is significantly outplaying him. Oh my gosh, no. yeah, DJ's amazing. Yeah, that, he's it, playing his best basketball that he's played in his entire life it, right at this very moment. It, it's man, fun to watch. He, and that's why like when people were kind of freaking out early in the year, it's like no, just just wait. Like DJ's a dog. He's gonna get a figure. He's a hippo, and we yeah. saw that hippo. He looks very comfortable. Who makes more difficult layups, DJ Wagner or Andrew Harrison? Man, Andrew Harrison was fun flipping that ball up near the backboard. In the I'm, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say right now, if this is freshman Andrew Harrison, definitely DJ. That's true. Sophomore Andrew Harrison made more difference. <laughs> he was a wizard on some of those Freshman things. Andrew Harrison just thought he got fouled every time, and he didn't finish, and it pissed me off. It's like, Andrew, try to actually score. Really They're not going to call the whistle. It's really good. He like, took a huge step forward in terms of his finishing ability from freshman to sophomore Because he just year. assumed that every call was a foul, and it's like, dude, no, you're just... That's what he got away with in high school and yeah. AAU. He thought he could do it in college, and, and then, then It took him a year, year to figure it out. That's well yeah. said. Good point. Uh, um, I was wondering why Rob was insta sub for his third foul with ten minutes left, and then he immediately committed his fourth foul. Yeah, these freshmen they have plenty of room. To, I think it's a smart basketball that's, that's team, why it's but, fun, it, but it ain't a perfect oh, basketball man, dude, team. I mean, the one pass to Bradshaw cutting down the lane. There's three guys in front of him. Jimmy Dice is like. You can't throw it to the guns. Like, we know this, Jimmy. Jimmy, you made this point last year. I didn't realize how many times he just says, like, you can't do that. Oh and it's God. like, oh my dude, that's like, Jimmy, we know that. You don't, that Let's have some more thought provoking analysis. Aaron Bradshaw analysis. misses a free throw. It's not a good spot to miss a free throw there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Jimmy gets paid the big bucks. Oh, Scooch, you need to do that on your calls. It's like, oh boy, number seven on this team. He turned the ball over. and you, you, Turnovers are bad. You, I mean, this is just a game where a turnover is not going to be a good thing today. You're oh, right. He does that. Oh, Jimmy. And secondly, uh, along those same lines, Wildcat Tongue tweeted out a video of like Justin Edwards, what he said was making a good pass. But like that was actually a video of Justin Edwards. He's got to be able to finish that. Talking about finishing with yeah, yeah, DJ Wagner yeah. and stuff. He yeah, Justin Edwards, he's he's gonna probably be the talking point for this team for a lot of folks. Well, but you know what, man? If that switch does come on, like you I I did see him respond to something Cal said at halftime where he like had a little bit more to him. Mm-hmm. But she needs to cram on somebody. Personally, yeah, not yeah. concerned about the three-point shooting. We had absolutely wide-open looks the last two games that didn't go down, especially Reeves against Missouri. Well, guess what? You're going to get a ton of them against A&M. Like, a- A&M, I will, I'll, I'll break down A&M tomorrow. Listen to tomorrow's show. It's going to be a good time. But A&M's going to throw some junk defenses out, some zones, some, like, 1-3-1 stuff. It's going to be a big tray shooting game. And 
all the guards are going to have a few open looks on the perimeter. Uh, if you knock them down, probably going to make things easier for you. If you don't, you're going to be in a dogfight. Robert was in foul trouble, Roush. You dingus. Uh, we don't know exactly what take that's even referring to. <laughs> but I've had plenty. Barnhart obviously isn't against coaches with a record. Hashtag bring Will Wade home. Barnhart obviously isn't against coaches with a record. Oh, like uh, I guess he means like Billy Gillespie had a record. Like like a police record. But he didn't have, did he? With a re- Maybe like an NCAA. Whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, Mitch Barnhart wouldn't hire Will Wade, though. Yeah. Kirby, our, our Cards fans talking about how Jeff Brom is a top five coach. No offense, Roush. Got into a family fight Saturday because I said I'd take Stoops over Brom in the SEC and Cards fans lost their damn minds. I would take Stoops over Brom in the SEC. What's worse, Cards fans talking about the coaches they aren't getting or Cards fans talking like they are Bama in their prime after having to bring in 30 players to field the team. Kirby, that was also ha- Kirby, Kirby had a big fight this weekend, and he took it over to our text line, and we love it. Hey, go to ShadyRays.com for 30 or 40% off polarized sunglasses. Enter promo code Big X. You can't beat that price. <laughs> oh, wait. We did it. We're out of time. We got we got through the, the text line. We did. Wow. Good everybody job, everybody. have a great Thursday. Great we'll text, be back Kirby. for a Friday show. We'll preview the Cats and the Aggies and all sorts of other shenanigans. What a wild time it is in the sports world. Thanks for listening. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. If I had two dozen roses and an old bottle of wine If I really